You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, Cosmic Pizza Podcast, the show of all sorts that sorts all by serving up a slice of life. What is your order, please? Uh huh. I see. The special it is. We will be there to deliver ASAP. podcast special delivery hello and welcome to your special delivery of the cosmic pizza podcast i'm paul from the uk and with me today is dan in the uk and sean not in the uk where's he from i don't know no idea if yeah. only he had some sort of funny accent that we could pinpoint that, where he's from that hey. would really help yeah hi it's me mcgregor <laughs> does that work is that a good accent uh, yes, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's probably just as good as mine. But um, don't call yourself McGregor because you know, you'll end up with you know, losing your head or something. Well, we don't want we don't want that. We don't want that. How about? Yeah. Uh, oh, my name is Morris, and I am your Russian lover. I am Russian, <laughs> but I am in no hurry. Sounds like Molinari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of Londo in there, I think. <laughs> Welcome to the Cosmic Pizza Podcast Racist Edition. Well, <laughs> hey, that's oh, the Centauri. Dear. That's not racism. That, that's a, oh, that's sorry. a Spe- species. speciesism. Yeah, that's a fictional <laughs> character from a classic 1990s television show that we all know and love. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yes. And um, more on that later. <laughs> well, yes. Who are you calling a moron? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Welcome to uh, an, uh, <laughs> an unusual edition of the podcast. Thanks for being here, everyone. <laughs> These will be the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there will be outtakes. So uh, if, uh, this is the beginning of the show, I hope, uh, depending on how I edit it. Um, we've, we've already been talking for a good 20 minutes or so, or 15 minutes or so. Um, it's been one of those one of those weeks. <laughs> We've all had really bad weeks. Sean in particular. Oh, yes. Um, what, was that, what was that song that came out a while back? Uh, sunscreen? I think uh, <laughs> they should rename it Fly Screen for Sean's benefit. Um, never put up a fly screen. Uh, but, we'll, but if you want to hear more about that, go to the end of the podcast, after all the music, and you'll find some, find some outtakes there. Um, it depends on how I've edited it. There might be some language, but probably I will have bleeped it out. So uh, just in case I haven't, uh, be warned. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on with the proper show. <laughs> it's a proper show? Well, I say proper show. <laughs> let's get on with a show. Uh, and unfortunately, it's uh, Sean's favourite uh, uh, episode, the Captain's Knockout. <laughs> He's grimacing, grinning and going, oh, my God. <laughs> We hates it. We hates it, we does. <laughs> but this time it's a quick one because we've only got four fights. We are down to the quarterfinals. And once we got through the quarterfinals, uh, the next show we do on this particular uh, style of, of, of show will be uh, the semifinals and the final all in one go, and then we're rid of it. So... I actually like it. I don't know why you do the way you like it. Anyway. I don't know. I just don't like it. I thought I would, but I don't. <laughs> it was your choice. Right, anyway. I know. It was my idea. I hate it. <laughs> anyway, so we got four fights. So the first fight is between Captain James T. Kirk and Captain John Sheridan. That is going to be a, a humdinger. Mm-hmm. We then have Captain Benjamin Sisko versus Catherine Janeway. William Adama versus 
Christopher Pike and uh, Malcolm Reynolds versus Jean-Luc Picard. So one thing we are guaranteed is that in the next round, there will be a Star Trek captain in the semifinals mm-hmm. because of Cisco and Janeway. There must be, you know, one of those two will win and obviously we will have one. But will we have a full Star Trek sweep or will it be a mixture of different flavours of, of captains? <laughs> Sean's shaking his head. He's going for the full Star Trek. So, oh, <laughs> right. Everybody's going for the full Star Trek here. I'm, <laughs> I am I hope not. I hope my, my favourite's still in and I... Um, I, uh, it looks like I might, I might have a fight on my hands myself here. <laughs> right, okay, so let's get into it. The first one, the hardest one of the lot. Captain James T. Kirk and Captain John Sheridan. All right, start... I vote for John Sheridan. Oh. <laughs> it's just a boat, so, right? So... We don't have to actually go through any rounds. <laughs> <laughs> a discussion of some sort must be... Uh... Mind you, if we have a discussion, it's going to go Kirk's way. But let's try and and, um, and get mine and Sean's uh, way here and say uh, <laughs> leadership. Who's the better leader out of these two guys? We've got James T. Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Kirk is a, is a captain of a ship. He's got a crew of how many did we say, Sean? 430. 430, there you go. Um, John Sheridan doesn't have a, as much of a crew, but he has a lot of people that he's responsible for. And he also leads the Interstellar Alliance. This is true. Yeah, so he does, he does actually lead a greater number of people. Oh, yes. In fact, pretty much the whole galaxy, I would have thought. Yes. If he, yeah, or, with the, with the, or the, certainly the big, the big, um, the big species. Maybe, uh, maybe not the uh, non-aligned worlds, mind you, but... Uh, Everybody else who's part of the Interstellar Alliance, then yes, he's definitely in charge. This is true. So for leadership, are we going towards John Sheraton then? Oh, I know I am. What about you, Dan? <laughs> Dan, come on, come on, come on, something here. <laughs> uh, you're coming at it from a numbers game, but I'm going to go from it more of a uh, what you know. Who would lead their crew to the jaws of oblivion, uh, and everyone would follow without question. Whereas I think Sher- Sheridan, people would question him. There are people who still, you know, try and backstab him who aren't necessarily always on his side. Whereas Kirk, I mean, he destroyed the Enterprise all for one man, all for Spock. He leads his crew into the jaws of death every single time and very, 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 very uh, unlikely that it's going to be any of the crew saying, hang on a minute, maybe we shouldn't be following this guy. Uh, and that's regardless of which Kirk, because I'm just looking at uh, Paul's background, which is currently a arm wrestling match between Shatner Kirk and Pine Kirk. Um, and I think in both cases, he leads the crew uh, into the jaws of oblivion without anyone questioning his orders. Whereas Sheridan, I think, has had his fair share of upsets, shall we say? If Oliver does stand up to him quite a lot and does question his orders, whereas I don't think anyone's really questioned Kirk. Dan, I don't like your arguments because they're valid. <laughs> yes, I know. I was thinking that even in the very last episode of uh, of TOS, where it's so obvious that you know Kirk has been taken over by uh, you know the female, um, and still Scotty and and McCoy, you know they're, they're just not strong enough to to overthrow him. They still go with him and, and follow it, you know, follow him, and you know, when they shouldn't be. So, mm, yeah, I think you're right there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I, my vote yeah, is for I, Kirk. I, I can't. Yeah. Okay, I, I can't. I can't argue with you actually. Mm. Okay, then diplomacy. Oh, blimey, these two are so close. Mm. I mean, the ultimate diplomat in Sheridan, because he's obviously, you know, like you say, he's he's ruling over these, um, the, you know, the. the the various species and the uh, alliances and uh, bringing everybody together into one group to fight the shadows and uh, yeah, basically save the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has to be the the ultimate diplomat. He's got five different species, all different uh, to each other, all with their own problems and issues. And he has to listen to them and weigh the, weigh these issues up. And yeah, he he convinced one of the first ones to come and join the fight. Yeah. Yeah. 
Whereas Kirk, well, I think even last time we said he's you know he's a hell of a diplomat really because he you know every time mm. he appears at a new planet he's he's got to be the ultimate diplomat to start with before he starts shooting at them and fighting with them. Well, sure, he's got to make love to all the women, so you got to be diplomatic <laughs> to do that. <laughs> he's diplomatic with even the Klingons. If we go back to the Tribble episode, you know he's he's willing to invite them onto the station. He gives them good graces, even though they're sort of technically at war, Cold Warish. Uh, he's willing to give them a bit of slack and work with them. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Kirk because Sheridan, isn't it written in sort of like season three of Babylon five in the intro that the Babylon five project failed because of the non Centauri war. So technically he failed in a big, big way because his actual Babylon mission failed. Although he becomes the president later in the series because he did fail diplomatically on a very large scale because there was the war between the two um, that the Babylon five project failed, but then he then becomes a rebellion leader and then becomes president. Whereas Kirk is always on the up and up. There isn't really a moment where he, he fails, you know, he might fail in the episode and then makes up for it, but that's a, you know, a minor little bump on the way up. Um, whereas Sheridan completely failed where a war started and then becomes the president and becomes diplomatic. That's where Except I'm coming Except the war between the Narns and the Centauri is not Sheridan's responsibility or fault. But isn't the Babylon 5 project about bringing them together? And that didn't happen. Well, maybe it didn't happen, but maybe <laughs> it did. I think we need to do a rewatch of this series in order to refresh ourselves. That sounds think, a very good idea. Yeah, and then we'll come back and give our, uh, our opinions on it. So what is it? it's about three years worth of watching if we do one a week. At least, mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah. we'll come back in three years and we'll see how we'll come back to that fight. Okay. I, I think we yeah, should give this one to, to Sheridan though. Yeah, yeah. I think Sheridan overall. He becomes a president. You can't argue with that. That's a diplomat. Excellent. Exactly. So that's uh, one round each. Um, and now we go on to fighting ability. Well, I don't know. Kirk the Sheridan, the Sheridan fight? Even, no, that's the thing. I don't think Sheridan does fight without guns and things. He, he punched the odd one or two, but it yeah. Kirk's in a fight every week. And he, he's, got, he's, got the, and... he's got the double-handled uh, axe handle and the flying <laughs> yeah. hi-yah and uh, the uh, the weird thing that he hits Khan with in the engine room <laughs> that you only <laughs> see in that one episode. And he can launch himself again. horizontally at people. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's Yeah, there's definitely a skill there that... Well, I mean, it's called Kirk Fu for a reason, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Nobody, else, everybody else tries to do it, but there's only one man who can. Exactly. He can even fight himself, and he has done on several occasions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one's an easy one for Kirk. Yeah. And just looking around my room here, I've got four Kirks on my bookshelf, and I have no Sheridans. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a disgrace. I know. I need some more Babylon 5 action figures. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, the next one is um, is Guile or Luck. Well, he was pretty lucky when he came back from Zaha Doom because if you go to Zaha Doom, you will die. Sheridan takes the luck. Uh, well, well, yeah, I would I would say that, and, and I'm I'm being devil's advocate here, which I don't want to be, but um, surely when uh, the Enterprise was ripped, you know, ripped in half, and uh, you know, the original series crew were all looking for Kirk and he'd gone. He'd gone. He'd been pulled out into space and he, he, he died only to be actually in the, in the Nexus. Mm. So that was a bit of luck. That, that, mm -hmm. was, that was pretty lucky. Although Lucky. he did then later die in the Nexus. So Captain on the bridge, so bridge on the captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. wasn't very lucky at all. No. <laughs> When it comes to fights and things, I mean, guile. There's a lot of guile in James T. Kirk's style of fighting. I mean, um, you know, and, and you know, a little bit of luck as well. When he, you know, he's got the Corbettite maneuver where he gambles a lot as to whether you know he can, he can beat this the the, the alien by pretending that he can he can blow up the ship and, and take out his ship as well. And uh, with you know this non-existent Corbettite, I mean, it, you know, nice bit of a bit of luck there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in that other episode where he did that thing and they didn't expect it, that was pretty cool too. <laughs> I think you've just walked into the argument on that one. It's every single episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> if we're going back to a numbers game. <laughs> but it was it was pretty lucky that uh, Babylon 5 has 110 episodes and Star Trek only has 79. So that's got to count for the argument for Sheridan somehow, right? Even though he wasn't what? in season one. But quality over quantity. Quality how, over how, quantity. How many Babylon 5 <laughs> films were there? Oh, seven mm. or eight. Mm. And how many Star Trek films were there? Thirteen. Uh, well, he was in seven. Yeah. Which Kirk? Which Kirk? Which oh yeah, and then the JJ which... ones, which don't count. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> He's still a Kirk, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he defeats Khan by thinking three dimensionally, where Khan, a super being, can only think in two dimensions. He outwits the super being, even without throwing punches at him in an engineering core or anything like that. He uh, knows how things work on a starship. But John Sheridan defeated the telepaths. They didn't see that coming, did they? <laughs> they called themselves telepaths. <laughs> <laughs> what category are we on again? Luck. We're on the luck. luck and guile. Luck and guile, and um, it's going to swing. It. This could actually swing the um, you know into James T. Kirk's favour if he, if he gets it. He's won it. But if he doesn't, then sure it's, it's back to a draw again. I think we can give this one to Sheridan. <laughs> okay, so that makes it two all, and it's all on this next category now. Respect. <laughs> And I think that, I know which way this is going to go because we said previously about Kirk the, the amount of respect he has from the Klingons, from uh, the, the Federation. Well, say the Federation, but a lot of the high ups of the Federation don't really respect him too much. But he gets a lot of respect from it from the people who follow him. Okay. They do follow him without question. They respect his decisions and judgment every time. Oh, I wanted to meet you, warrior to warrior. Yeah, that's it. Christopher Plummer swings it for us. Yeah, because I, I can't think of any uh, John Sheridan respect stuff. I'm sure there's stuff that I'm not recalling, but exactly. I mean, he gets. A re I think he's respected by the five uh, leaders, hmm. uh, the ambassador, uh, ambassadors, and also his crew. And the lens certainly respected him in the bedroom. Oh yeah, <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, that's all it is, and and you know, it, nobody really knows him that well after that. You, you can't bring anybody else in who you know. He's got a lot of respect from all the people who meet him, but really. I think Kirk has is more well known and is more uh, respected across mm. pretty much every species. So I think uh, that goes to James C. Kirk. Ooh, and my favourites come out, but very close, sad, very sad. I thought Sheridan was going to was going to take it, but on reflection, it's hard to beat Kirk. It is, and I haven't seen Babylon Five as many times as I've seen Star Trek, so it's hard to remember everything. It's true, and and um, I've only seen it. I've only seen the first half twice, and, and the the second half once. So um, it's something I, uh, I I am. Well, we we will be refreshing over the hmm. next few years. Yes, definitely. So let's move on to our second fight and see who will meet James T. Kirk in the first of the semi-finals. We have Benjamin Cisco and Catherine Janeway. Leadership. Hmm. Well, anyway, she led two different crews and got them home. Uh, but Cisco led a, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Bajoran and a Starfleet crew on a Cardassian station. Yeah. Hmm. He had to balance Cardassians, Bajorans, prophets, Founders. Klingons, Cardassians. Like so many different races all being balanced all in one Ferengi, you know, he, he started to deal with the Ferengi for all the, uh, all the things that happened. Pretty much say the same for Janeway. There's only the Klingon. Did she get Klingons? I don't think she got Klingons. There, there, there was Klingons in the last yeah. season. Yeah. 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 So she had to deal, she had to deal with the Bork. True. True. And species. 8472. That's the one. Mm. So, um, you know, Cisco takes it. Mm. <laughs> For having different roles, Janeway was a captain, whereas Cisco was a prophet, a and captain, emissary, emissary, 
uh, a wartime leader, so leading a fleet during wartime, not just his own station. Because he had different roles to play, which are still a captaincy sort of role. Uh, multitasking? On multitasking alone? <laughs> I'm going to go for Cisco. So how many people followed him when, when he said, so let's go here? How many people followed him? And... They all did. Yeah. The Bajorans certainly did. I mean, other than Kai Wynn, who is Space Karen, so wouldn't listen to anyone anyway. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I said, still say Janeway was, um, you know, she, she had to gather you know, a lot of, make, make a mini federation in the Delta Quadrant by Very bringing true. in different species. She definitely uh, had leadership. The leadership ability, but uh, she doesn't compare to Cisco. The Cisco. Um, I suppose Cisco had a baseball. That way, it makes it more special. Very true. Okay, we'll we'll go. We'll edge <laughs> it towards Cisco. Agreed. Diplomacy. Cisco again. He had to be cool. diplomatic with the founders, with the Breen, with the Ferengi, with the Klingons, with the Cardassians. So many different races. All the first contact situations from all those weirdos who came through the wormhole. But again, Janeway, a lot of lot of first contacts there. I mean, they were all first contacts because every time she met somebody, she met them for the first time. Yeah, and they were always trying to blow up her ship. Yes, mostly true. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I suppose the diplomacy really wasn't that good when it came to the crew because it was her way or it was no way or the Janeway. She killed two Vicks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's not very diplomatic no. mm. and that guy begged for his life repeatedly mm. over and over again and she That's just worse. flipped a switch and killed the guy <laughs> very sad yeah um, but then again I think we ended up with two better characters than the, just that one uh, I don't know <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's going to have to be Cisco. Um, the old diplomacy. Yeah, yeah he great. may he may swing a fist or two, but he does he does settle a problem once mm. it's once it comes up. Let's move on to fighting ability. Then it's two 0 to Cisco at the moment. Fighting ability. Mm. I'm going to go controversial. I'm going to say Catherine Janeway. Have Why? you seen her in a vest top and a machine gun? I, I have. Mean? I've seen that episode. What? But Cisco punched out Q and he never came back. Very true. He did punch a god. Yeah, once. <laughs> once was all it took. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Q would have known that was coming. <laughs> and well, he, he punched Q, but he punched a Parwraith as well in the body of Ducat. But you know, he's fought two gods effectively. That's right. Kirk only did one. What does God need with a starship? Exactly. You're not making this easy. <laughs> it's, it's you know, round three. It's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still like Catherine Janeway for this. Well, you can, you can I, like her. You, yeah. You're, you're, you're yeah. wrong, yeah. but you can like her. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you two against me, that makes it... It makes it um, Cisco's point, I suppose, which does make it 3 0 to Cisco. Um, Luck and Guile. I would have gone Janeway on that one, just yeah, because. Me, me too. The one ship on its own. And she got them home in everyone. seven years as opposed to 75. So that was, that was yeah. pretty lucky. It's too late now. You can't be going on to Janeway's <laughs> side now. She's lost. You know, don't try, stop trying to make it look good. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. She was far luckier than Cisco. Anyway, right. So respect. Um, okay, I'll give that to Cisco. I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because Jamie wasn't really well respected by a lot of people, whereas hmm. Cisco was pretty much respected by a lot of people. Agreed. So there you go. There's our first semi-final, which will be Captain James T. Kirk versus Captain Benjamin Cisco. Ooh, That's a Star Trek fight. So moving on to the next. Quarterfinal. Before we do that, here's a vaccine promo and a promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. 
Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello everyone, Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. <laughs> Let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. We are the Air Station One Podcast, and we approve this message. Hey, I'm Judy, and I've been a listener of Earth Station One for over 10 years. Yeah, every day while Mike edited together over 550 episodes, you know all that geek-themed blah, blah, blah. I've listened so much that now I hear howdy in my sleep. You, too, can enjoy all the Earth Station One fun wherever fine podcasts are found. Okay, Mike, I did this for you. Are we going to get another dog now? The Earth Station One podcast. Over 10 years for geeks by geeks. Thank you uh, for that very good uh, advice on vaccine uh, taking. And as you may have heard or you will hear later on in the, in the episode, uh, Dan has had his second dose. He's double dosed now. Double Dan. Yeah. Double dose Dan. Double dose Dan. Excellent. <laughs> And I'm single shot Sean. <laughs> yes, I've heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, let's get, move on to uh, yes, our let's... next semi final. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> it's definitely one of those uh, outtake podcasts. <laughs> William Adama versus Christopher Pike in leadership. Who is the better leader? Uh, Christopher Pike, the Christopher Pike, Christopher Pike, Pike, who was the leader of a ship. He was a number of ships, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Or are we talking William, William Adama, who was the leader of the whole of human race? The whole human race, yeah. Mm. yeah. He had a ragtag fugitive fleet of two hundred plus starships, and he had to keep them all together and safe. <laughs> if that's not leadership, Mister, I don't know what is. That's very true. That's true. That is true. Um, we ha I mean, oh, you've seen a little bit more of, of Discovery than I have. So I have seen very little of Christopher Pike. I've only seen him in one film. Mm -hmm. One film? Um, two. Two. two films? Oh, okay. And um, a couple of episodes of uh, the original series, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, he's been so, played by, I think, four different actors now. Hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I, I love me some Anson Mount. He's an amazing actor, but he's, he's, uh, well, he's just an actor. He's not Christopher Pike himself, but he's quickly becoming the uh, definitive version, I think. Mm. I really need to get into Discovery. Yeah, you I, do. I keep, yeah. I'm, I'm still catching up on a few bits and pieces, but I, I'll have to, um, have to get into that. But for, for leadership, I, I think it goes to Adama. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, everyone follows him when uh, the second Battlestar turns up in the new sh show, um, and then they mutiny against his superior, the Admiral, um, because they and love him more. So that makes exactly sense. right. Admiral Ensign Rowe. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, as she was in the books, um, uh, Captain of the. Uh, Deep Space Nine. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. She became captain of Deep Space Nine. She married oh, Quark, but there you go. Can't have all your luck, I suppose. Hmm. Um, yes, anyway, moving on. Um, diplomacy. Ah, you see, now this is where I don't know much about Pike, but uh, Adama, it was, it was, how diplomatic was he? It was, always, it was He was pretty much a Janeway. It was his way or, or no way. And hmm. He did have to keep uh, 200 different captains from infighting. Very true, but then there's no diplomacy with the Cylons. Like he'll he'll do it with the with the humans, but he will not uh, be in any way, shape or form working with the Cylons. Whereas Pike, even even if we didn't take Discovery and what we've seen of him there, um, with um, oh god, what's the name of them? In cage. Oh, uh, the Talosians. Talosians, there we go. Mm -hmm. um, he's He battles against them, but he's always trying to give them the chance to let him go. 
he always tries to talk him his way out of it even though you know brute force and trying to outwit them with his mind um is the only thing that works in the end he does try to talk to them the whole way um there's not much he can do from a chair saying beep beep all the time so then there's no diplomacy there um but um as far as bruce greenwood from the kelvin universe he was he was always trying to t- talk nero down during the torture ah, scenes yeah hi so there we go i'm nero he's willing to work with the enemy or talk to the enemy not necessarily just cut them out whereas adama is set in his ways and he will not work with the Cylons, even when they say they're going to be peaceful because he knows better yes this is the tough <laughs> one mm. it is um like I say, I'm going to have to defer on, on you two, um, on your superior knowledge of Pike. So, which way are we going to go? What do you think, Dan? I'm going to go Pike. Well, if you're going to go Pike, I'll go Pike too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Make it easy on Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that's a close one because... Uh, mm, it was really close. Yeah, oh. it's a tight race. Okay, so fighting ability. How much fighting does Pike do? You see him in the fight. I, I think he does more than Adama. Mm. Adama fought a Cylon and won. Mm. True. Okay. Yeah. Pike. Uh, does Pike Pike fighting? He does in the cage, doesn't he? Uh, he fights that sort of troll, big oh, barbarian the, the, the monster thing. thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he fights the Telosians with his mind, if we're including mind fights. Uh, That's true, and he he does overcome the uh, the mind control, uh, and he uses his phaser to blow up the cage, even though he can't see it. He knows there's a hole there. Very true. Mm-hmm. But Adama is a boxer. He does take on a Cylon. He does take on someone who is significantly stronger than him. Fights a lot with his son, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They both. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know which way to go on this one. Mm. These two are really close. Mm -hmm. They could be the same person. I mean, we could give them one point each. Okay. Mm. Let's do it. Controversial. Means it's now. Well, it's two all, and we move on to Guile or Luck. I mean, Pike was lucky that he found the Telosians because they obviously had the ability to uh, overcome his his um, injuries and make him believe that he was in a better place. Mm-hmm. That's that is pretty lucky, although the fact that he knows his fate and chooses to go ahead with the mission anyway—I I don't know if that's mm-hmm. luck or stubbornness—but uh, it's definitely uh, leadership for sure. So there's that. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luck. I mean, Adama lucky. I mean, there's the the Adama maneuver. You know, when he he crashed the ship through the atmosphere and then jumped at the last second so that they could fire off all the Vipers into the atmosphere and take on the Cylons. It's like a fantastic CGI sequence where this this ship is just crashing towards the ground like it's a comet, and everyone thinks it's just going to hit the colony and wipe out everything. But it's deliberate because he wants to fire all the Vipers into the atmosphere so that the Cylons don't detect them, and then they jump out at the last second, you know, meters from the ground. Um, and it's a kind of incredible like maneuver, and it just outsmarts everyone. Nobody knows what he's doing to the very last minute, uh, and they eventually won uh, and outsmarted the Cylons and managed to get them off of the fake Earth that they'd found. Um, spoilers uh, halfway through the, the new show. Um, so that's incredibly lucky. It's a good bit of guile. He mm. outfoxes thinking machines. And not not to mention the fact that he's lucky that he happened to be in charge of the only Battlestar that survived because it was a museum ship and it was going to be decommissioned, but he was lucky enough to be in charge and get it operational. Mm. Pretty lucky. I think uh, all of those arguments swing it in favor of William Adama. I think so. Right. Okay, so it's 3-2. Which is a bit annoying. And the last round is mm. respect. It's the Pike Medal of Valor. Yeah, it is. <laughs> With flusters. 
uh, Adama doesn't really get a lot of respect from uh, the the president. Um, and Starbucks certainly doesn't respect him. No. And his kid doesn't respect him. No. Um, and the Cylons don't respect him. And Colonel Ty doesn't respect him. <laughs> oh dear. What have we done? We've got a draw. Mm. Ooh. How do we deal with that? Well, we could either go back and relook at the fighting ability because we gave that as a draw. Mm. Okay. And, and and say we have to pick one or the other. We've got to go one way or the other for the fighting ability. I'd give it to Pike then. So, tell you what, you're in a room and you've just stood on the either, either Pike or Adama's cat and killed it. And Pike or Adama walk in. Who do you want to get hit by? Uh, well, you know what? Um, Adama is short and stubby and powerful. And uh, I, I think uh, Pike is, is a little bit more diplomatic and wouldn't uh, fight you because of that. He, he would be more understanding. Adama so, would just give you a crack, wouldn't he? He'd yeah, he would just backhand you before you even saw it coming. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think he's a better fighter because he would... I, I would not like to have... Uh, uh, Mr. Odama, um, <laughs> Captain Craigie give me a backhand. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I would, I would, uh, I would not want to be in a battle with that guy. So I uh, think we're going to give that point to uh, fighting ability to, to uh, Captain Adama. I think so. Which makes it three two in his favor. Think he about it. The semis. Think about it. He's he's in the semis. <laughs> think about it. Excellent. So we have one place left and we have two people to fill it. And we have Captain Malcolm Reynolds, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. There are four lights. You cannot hurt me. <laughs> That's not how he says it at all. But <laughs> no. Who was that? <laughs> Is that the JJ universe? It might be. It was almost going on there like a leprechaun there for a second. as well. <laughs> like, I'm the leprechaun. I'm, I'm Captain Picard. Welcome. You Welcome to the US Pass Enterprise D. How you doing? <laughs> well, you, you, have a, you have a good Irish accent, probably because you live on the same island as those Irish guys. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> we would like to apologize to the Irish for right now, as they realize that it is a completely different body of land. Is it? And the, and the actual Irish are a totally different uh, part of Europe. <laughs> is, is it not part of it, the UK? I obviously don't know my geography. There's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's, there's this thing called the, the Irish Sea, yeah, which, is, which is a bit of a sea, you know, watery stuff that is in between us and Ireland. Little bit well, it's obviously been a while since I've looked at a map of the UK area. The clue is in the name Ireland. It's an island. Yeah, but isn't Scotland on, on the UK island? That's not an island. Although, actually, it is, because there's a Caledonian Canal which cuts it off. Yeah, Because the UK is an island, is it not? It is. Right, and what's on there? There's, there's England, and, and there's Scotland, and what else is on there? Wales. That's it? That's it. Well, where the hell is Ireland? So, Ireland is east. There's a big, massive, huge, big lump of land called Ireland. There's a border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. Northern Ireland belongs to the UK. So, it's the United Kingdom of Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Maybe not in that order, but that's how it is actually. That is our title. Uh, Southern Ireland, which is Ireland or era, is Ireland, and that is now part of Europe, which okay, we are not. See? Look at me not um, being educated and showing my <laughs> ignorance. You'd almost think I was an American or something. Well, that's right. I mean, you're only you're sort of half American. Because that's, yeah. that's why you only get half get what we're talking about. The, the other, I mean, I wouldn't like to go around and tell you where parts of Canada are. I mean, I'd get mm. totally lost. I it? haven't been all over Canada either. I don't know where half the parts are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so we got uh, Malcolm and uh, Jean-Luc, right? <laughs> That was the Cosmic Pizza Podcast geography section. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Malcolm Reynolds, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Leadership. Who's the better leader between those two? I mean, you got Picard, leader of, what is it, about a thousand people in that ship or 700 people? I can't remember what the, the exact crew was. I used to have it on the wall behind me. Yep. Um, 
he, he's got a, a fair size crew. He's also got families on there as well, which he, he obviously is, is responsible for. So yep. make decisions based on on any decision on taking the ship into uh, a war zone. You know, you're carrying a lot of kids with you, um, which he seems to do every time. For the why. Um, whereas Malcolm Reynolds, uh, again, I'm going to have to defer to your knowledge of Malcolm Reynolds. I do not know this guy at all. Everyone on the crew is trying to backstab Malcolm Reynolds. Um, uh, Jane, who is his sort of security officer, his weapons expert, is always trying to stab him in the back so he can become captain. Uh, the doctor and uh, his sister um, uh, just don't trust him. Um, even Shepherd Book, who is the reverend, who is supposed to trust and love everybody, Every episode, there is some point where he, he pulls Reynolds aside and says, if you do the thing I think you're going to do, you are not going to be forgiven and you will go to hell every single time. Uh, so even if the shepherd, even if the reverend on board doesn't trust you and it's only your engineer uh, and that and your first officer, that's it. They're the only ones who really stand up for you. Uh, it's got to be Picard. Even Even the people brought into the show on TNG to spice it up a bit. Uh, Pulaski row and that's pretty much it uh, even they come around to loving picard in the end who doesn't love the picard who doesn't love picard pick hard right. and when and when when picard says we're doing this everybody goes yes captain and yeah. you know, they, they follow him straight away that's, that's true in the in the final episode when he went back in time seven years and he said, I know you don't know who I am, but we got to go blow up the ship and this wormhole thingy. Uh, they all followed, even though they'd only met him just now. So that's, that's leadership. Mm. Very good. So one nil to uh, Picard. Gene Luck Picard. <laughs> So diplomacy, oh, well, Picard, Picard, Picard. yeah. <laughs> like, what can you say? He's in the flagship of the of, of the of Starfleet. The whole point of him is to go to new worlds, new civilizations, and you know, diplomatically uh, get them to join the Federation. That's his whole job. Yeah. He's always um, going on negotiations and being diplomatic with people. Mm, exactly, yeah. it's the, the flagship. Yeah. yeah, and he, I'm sure there's 50 he, examples I could give you, but I just can't think of any right now. Exactly. I mean, he's, he is the ultimate um, uh, diplomat. Mm. Simple as that. That's what he's there for. Yep. Fighting ability. Ooh. You see, when I first started thinking about this, I was thinking, well, it's got to be Reynolds. He's the, the consummate soldier. He's been in fights, fist fights, and he's been able to trick his opponent in some way. Um, but... When I'm thinking about using a weapon, Malcolm Reynolds is really good with a gun. He's very keen eye. He can hit a target from miles away, but so can Picard. Um, there's one episode where Malcolm Reynolds gets into a fencing duel and he tries to luck it out. He tries to you know, show his bravado and, and gets right up to the point that they're going to get into this duel. And someone says, do you actually know how to sword fight? No, no, I don't know how to sword fight. Picard does. Yes. Um, you know, Jane, uh, who is the weapons expert on uh, Firefly, has a better thing than Malcolm. So if someone on his crew is better than him in a fist fight or in a gunfight, his first officer is also better than him at a gunfight or a fist fight. There are other people in his own crew who are better at him than fighting, whereas Picard, even though not known for his fighting, and obviously you've got Worf and you've got Riker he can hold his own against enemies that are far stronger than him, including invisible aliens, whilst you're trying to talk to a guy who's talking about metaphors all the time. Right. And uh, you also have the episode um, Starship Die Hard. Yes, uh, Starship, Starship Mine. There you exactly. go. I was going to bring that up myself. I'm yeah, glad you did. Yeah, one of, one of my favourite episodes, and, and that is just phenomenal. You know, he, again, down to the T-shirt. Showing off his uh, his guns, you know, and uh, mm, yeah, it. amazing. Uh, you know, he's setting traps and using his saddle and you know anything you know, and everything. Yeah, but and we saw what he did to the Borg Queen too. So, mm. That's it. yeah, those were some Snap serious guns. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. I, I'd like to. I'd like to have his physique as he is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like 
me, little weedy fella. I'd like to be him now. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, fighting abilities. That's 3 0 to Picard. He's obviously won it, but we'll go for Guile and, um, and Luck. I mean, is that a more a sort of Malcolm Reynolds trait, would you say? Or? Uh, no, because of the Picard maneuver. Yeah. With the, with the, uh, the light speed uh, slingshot thingy there where he was in two spots and uh, what else? Um, I, I don't know. There's so, so many things where he was lucky and full of guile. Yeah. Yeah. There are sometimes where Reynolds comes up with a, with, an, with like a plan, but then one of his crew will come up with something better. Uh, Wash, his pilot, um, figures out if he cuts all the engines and just drifts and pretends to be debris, then people will leave them alone. So it's his pilot who comes up with it, not Reynolds. Whereas Picard comes up, yeah, with the Picard maneuver. He comes up with hiding in the nebula from the Borg. He comes up with all these strategies on the hoof uh, without even thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the last one is um, respect. And of course, that's going to go to Jean-Luc Picard. That's a whitewash. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a fine little <laughs> whitewash. So that means Captain Adam, uh, Captain William Adama and Jean-Luc Picard go head-to-head in the semi-final. That's a good one. Ooh. It was almost an all-Star Trek mm. round. It was so close. Mm. It we was. Just didn't, we just didn't know enough about Pike. <laughs> is that... That's right. It does mean that we will have a Star Trek captain in the final. Mm. But which one? There's three which there that one? can go into it, and I think I think without us going through it and arguing it, I think we're looking at James T. Kirk and John Luke Picard. <gasps> I think Picard's going to be the winner overall. Are you telling me we've just spent four episodes now <laughs> trying to just have the same argument that the internet has been having for the oh thirty years? Uh, <laughs> yes, essentially that's just what we did. That's what we've done. Yeah, that's what we found. We have proved we have proved the theory that every fan has out there. Fan theory. You might say it was it's been a long road getting from there. It was very scientifically accurate too. We we were right on spot. Like I don't think we could have been more <laughs> detail oriented or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> Thorough is the word you're looking for. That's Thorough. what I'm looking for. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Well, there you go. We've uh, we've just got one more show to do on this uh, this particular uh, topic. Uh, we'll do the semi-finals and the final uh, in a few weeks' time. Um, next week, I have no idea what we're doing because we have nothing planned for next week. So Ooh. it'll be a, an interesting couple of weeks while we work out what we're going to do. It's going to be what exciting. It's always exciting. It's always <laughs> exciting. We always, I think we come up with our best episodes when we don't know what the hell we're doing. Mind you, that would mean every episode. That is every episode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll we'll, maybe we'll actually talk about pizza recipes. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Have we really got to that point where we've got nothing else to talk about but pizza recipes? (laughs) Time to jump the shark. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see what we can do. Okay, then. Thank you very much, uh, guys, for uh, uh, joining me on this exploration of. Captains, a pleasure as always. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. So um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's been one of the better podcasts to record this. <laughs> Not the bit in the middle, but the bit at the edges, <laughs> the beginning and the the end bit. Yeah, very good. All the cursing and swearing really uh, spiced the up. So our special is gone, and the grease in the box is cold, and we hope you are full to the brim. So join us for more slices of life, or whatever we do in the next special delivery of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. We've been your deliverers today. Please leave a tip at the door by subscribing for future deliveries. Rate and review our service, and we hope you come back for more helpings next time. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok by searching for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. If you'd like to send us an MP3 file, you can email us on cosmicpizzapodcast at hotmail.com. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. Yeah, all right. Oh, not bad, are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just um, uh, a bit meh from after the uh, second jab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, just a little bit meh, not uh, yeah. as bad as it was. 
yeah, it's it hasn't hit me for six like the first one did. But that yeah. one just sort of knocked me out, and I just wanted to sleep for a day. But mm-hmm. this one, yeah, a little bit achy, a little bit slow, but nothing, nothing too bad. That's exactly what I did. Hmm. Exactly what I had. Um, first one absolutely wiped me out. Second one, eh, not so bad. It was yeah, I didn't feel energetic. I didn't feel um, enthusiastic about anything. Although having said that, I did manage to go for a run, so it wasn't too bad. But Always yeah, it, it was yeah. All day I just didn't feel like doing anything. Mm. Felt a little bit sore, but uh, yeah, all good. All good. And how's Sean? Uh, mute, muted. In fact, is, uh, is Sean? Can't hear you. <laughs> He's gone all Italian on us. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those silent podcasts. Yeah. Always works well on radio. Yeah, it's really good. Just have the uh, the little plinky plonk uh, silent movie music in the background. Just. Nothing. Nothing. Niente. Niente. Nope. Why is it? Why is it coming out? <laughs> I do like a well-organized uh, <laughs> podcast room. <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, pull out the other microphone. Hey, how about now? Is that working? Oh, oh, gotcha. Very you quiet. Do, you do sound as though you are in Canada, millions of miles away. <laughs> very, very quiet. Fair Sounds like you got your microphone in the other room. Uh, you know what? Okay, hang on. Give me a second. <laughs> it's too much. He's got too much stuff. He needs to sell something. <laughs> yeah. You've only yeah. got somewhere to Some sell something. Shop or something. Yeah. yeah. Secondhand microphone wires. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow! Another oh, microphone. Oh my god! The boom There's microphones w- come in. <laughs> We're all going to be around him, just <laughs> crowded around his face with all the microphones. We're going to get stereo Sean. <laughs> so, Mr. Vandaloo, what's, what's your opinion? Ah, there we no, go. Yeah. There we go. It's a bit quiet still. Is it? A little bit. How about I just swear the whole f***ing time? <laughs> Which microphone are you using? Because I'm sure you've selected one that's, that's none of the ones you're talking into. Well... This is the one I normally use, but it says, oh, it's not working right now. Okay, fine. So then... Move around the room, and we'll tell you when you're getting louder and when you're getting quieter, and we'll find out which mic you're using. I've got this emergency bullshit one that somebody gave me for free, but it's a piece of shit. (laughs) And then I've got this one here, but of course it doesn't uh, have any volume to it, because why would it, right? Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. So, um, how's your day been there, Sean? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's been a week. Let me tell you what. (laughs) Let me see. I don't even know where I'm going to fix this thing. Uh, Yeah. And trying to install the screen door yesterday. Oh, my God. (sighs) It's easy, isn't it? You just a couple of hinges, you know. Yeah, what, what could yeah, go wrong? You would, you would, you would think so. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh, it took us four hours, and we're oh. ninety percent done. I just gotta <laughs> do the little pieces, but holy shit! Then dropping that the friggin' little handle down behind the uh, the steps between the steps and the house, and then trying to get to it. Holy, that was a half an hour. Oh god! Right there. Oh, oh my god. god! Yeah. Anyways. A little bit flustered and just done it. <laughs> and then you've got to come and record this uh, this particular <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah, it was a good thing that Dan's kids acted up though, because I got to finish my supper, so that was all right. Oh, oh that's good. There we go. That's right. That worked out pretty well. Oh, oh, at least at least them being little is, is, is Yeah, yeah. So can you guys not hear me at all or 
You're very quiet because Dan's got nice mm. and close to the microphone. I can't turn you up and have him quiet. So, <laughs> right? Is this any better or? Uh, oh, that's much is better. It, is it? Yeah, I don't know. What is this freaking microphone called anyway? <laughs> it's it's called Mike. Zing you. All right, zing you. Oh, one of those um, fantastically built, uh, high quality Chinese things. Yeah. I want to go into in my settings here to figure out this volume thing anyway. Um, you, yeah, on Zoom, uh, find your settings, whatever they are these days. I keep losing them on this. Uh, there's a little microphone icon down the bottom. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a, it says, well, it allows you to select the microphone, but you can also go into the audio settings on there as well. Select a microphone. Yes. Okay. Audio settings. There we go. Let's see what it says. Output, output level or microphone? Microphone is volume at max, so I don't know. Oh, well, that's better. I, I haven't done anything. Oh, well. <laughs> Su suppre <laughs> suppress. Oh, look at that. Suppress background noise. Hi. Typing and dog barks. Oh, let's do that. Let's see. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that works. I'm not sure. Who knows? You seem to have got louder anyway. All right. Well, that's hmm. all that matters then. Let's uh, yeah. let's get this we got show on the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I tried to. Uh, I sat downstairs last night. I was going to record tomorrow's episode of Soul Forge, and then Julie says, "Oh, Clem's here. Time to install the door." I'm like, "For sakes, <laughs> can't get anything done ever," you know. So I had to do a walk and talk. Mm. Whilst doing the door. <laughs> door, door and talk. I, I should have, I should have, no. Just continual beeps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Walk and talk was today while delivering the mail. Oh, okay. So. Can you imagine a walk and talk while just Sean's put that door up? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, today on the Soul Fort. <laughs> it definitely would have been a lot of swearing, that's for sure. Oh. Domestic violence, the Soulforge episode. <laughs> How yeah. to put up a, a fly screen. Flies. <laughs> 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 it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've got the same sort of problem. We, we've just um, we've got a tree in the back garden, which like a, a plum tree, which we've uh, we bought hmm. about nine years ago, I suppose. And it's grown up nicely. It's a nice big tree now. It's got a couple of plums on it. It's looking good. So uh, I decided around the base of the tree, I would cut a, a circle. Uh oh. Nice little border. And then put some um, wildflowers in there just to attract some bees and, and what have you. So we did that. And uh, the pigeons loved it. They, they just come down and peck away at all of the plants. And they've killed half the plants on one side of this thing. So I've got a semicircle of, of plants that have grown. And half a semicircle of nothing, pecked, pecked weeds. I'm constantly running outside, chasing these pigeons off, thinking I'll, I'll get some netting. I'll put some netting around it. Well, that stops the bees getting onto the flowers. Then the whole right. idea is to attract the bees. <laughs> Can't win. No. And the cat, the cat keeps going out and catching robins and, and little small birds and bringing them in over the middle of the night. Nice. It's no good. So uh, yeah. Constant fight between the cat digging up, trying to dig up the rhubarb and have a crap in it. Pigeons eating <laughs> plants. I've got sweet corn growing up like, like mad at the moment, which is great. I'm trying to keep the slugs off that and the, stop the pigeons pecking that. So. And Dan, what's pissing you off? <laughs> <laughs> just feeling just generally there. As I was just saying to Paul, I, I'm, I mean, you know, the after effects of the second jab is just that I'm there. Um, just not as tired as I was last time, but you know, all right, a little bit sore here and there, but okay. Uh, but it's everything it's it's uh, asthma, hay fever, and now this all combined at the same time. What a wonderful feeling! I really oh, love, yeah, the yeah. Summer. love the summer. Wanna, don't you just want to take out your eyeball, get a bit of sandpaper, and go? Oh, that, would, that would be heavenly right now, yeah, That'd be amazing. It's the first time in about five or six years that I've actually had it, and previous to that, I hadn't had it for. 15 years or so mm. working indoors all the time you, you know I'd, I'd never well i used to suffer from it really badly and then as soon as i started working in the place i'm in now it's indoors 
Um, mm. I don't get it. So for 15 years, it was great. But a couple of years ago, I did have it. And this year, yeah. it's, it's got me again. Mm. So it's really, it's really hard today. Um, yeah. I don't know why, but there you go. So, yeah. So speaking of anger and fighting and wanting to destroy things, <laughs> here we are for some more captain's fights. Is this going to be uh, anger edition? <laughs> <laughs> I might just leave all that bit that we did in the beginning. Or even no, I'll do it at the end. I'll do it at the end as a, a um, an outtakes. <laughs> I'll bleep it all. <laughs> Mighty, that'll be that'll be a job now. Yeah, just just put a. <laughs> Put a disclaimer. Here's some bloopers from the beginning of our conversation. There's lots of swears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're of a nervous disposition, you might want to turn us off right now. So here's a thought. So Marvel has Loki and he's all over the top. DC should create a character called Low Key and he's just a background guy. And he's always quiet, <laughs> and you hardly ever know he's there. He's Loki. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Does he does he have a voice like like this? <laughs> it's it's in, a very in a low in a low key. It could be that, or it could just be very generic. You don't even recognize his voice every time you hear it. You don't know who that is because no one knows where he is. He's got the solution to whatever the problem is that for that issue, but no one can find him because he's so low key. That's right. <laughs> He's just reading the book in the corner somewhere. <laughs> He's in the bathroom. Just, I know the answer. It's all right. Nobody ever hears me. My voice doesn't carry. I, I know it all, really. I really do know it all. But I'm not going to tell anybody. Just keep it low-key. Low That's key. right. Exactly. We need to do this. Call <laughs> up DC. Where's Zack Snyder? Yeah. <laughs> it'll all be yeah, in slow mo as well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It'll be like a f- proper four-hour film. You know, yes, yes. Just this guy in the background. Yeah. Every <laughs> scene, every film. scene, he's there in the background. <laughs> no, that's low key. You didn't even know he was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so slow-key. There you go. Ah, oh. oh, damn. If I still had the rusted robot, I would propose a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it till like the, the the 9th of July. I should do a special episode. <laughs> See if anybody's still subscribed or not. <laughs> I get that last one was the last yeah. episode. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, put put it out, but don't advertise that you've put one out. That's right. And see what happens. So only only people who have, who are still subscribed to it will get it. And then you say, "Oh, I was just keeping it low key." That's right. <laughs> exactly. It'd be perfect. Sean Vandaloo is low key. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That well, that will take some serious acting. That would <laughs> Sean Vandaloo trying to be low key. That's not in me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure one day, Dan, me and you are going to get over to Tibbins. And we'll be walking through the, you know, the, you know, the high street there, and it'll just be like Sean Vandaloo for president, Sean <laughs> Vandaloo for mayor, you know, this way to Sean Vandaloo's house. Well, once I get the store up and running, then uh, mm. I can establish a community presence and then run for mayor. Mm. So, it'll be great. Yeah. I know I, you could get um, get Robin as your vice, your vice. President or vice mayor? If there's more vice mayor, deputy mayor, I don't know what do they call him. Is there deputy one? Deputy of vice? No, that's not. It. I'm sure he'd be good at that. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> you you got to put all that low key stuff in the in the uh, mm-hmm. as a as a bonus <laughs> episode or something. It's, I don't know. It's that's still amazing. recording. Yeah, yeah. This is this is next week's episode. <laughs> we just carry this on. <laughs> that's what we should do an episode on alternate superheroes. With similar Ooh. names, but for the other company, we've got Loki already. Yeah, yeah. Start working on that. Uh, DC could also have a Thor, but it's Thor, but it's got a lisp. <laughs> Thor, <laughs> and he's always in pain. <laughs> oh, I'm Thor. <laughs> it really hurts does you he, guys. Does, does, does he ride in on a horse and go? Oh, I'm Thaddle the Thor. <laughs> yes. Not, not even a thank you from everybody. Hello. Well, I'm not even going to get a thank you at all. 
<laughs> I think we ha- we're onto something here. This could this could work. <laughs> That's what we should do for the next recording. We'll, we'll we'll think of five alternate superheroes each. <laughs> what do you think? Because I've always wanted to be cockroach man, <laughs> as opposed to indestructible who? in the nuclear. F- <laughs> No, but they got to be similar names. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for Superman, it'd be Stupid Man, maybe? <laughs> or Stuperman. He's always drunk. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he can lift a mountain if he can be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's always freaking high. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That's going to be a good one. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, so we'll come up with five with similar names but for the other company. <laughs> okay. And, and what the backstories are. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. And all oh, this part here, on. save it, and that'll be in the recording at the end of the bloopers. Yep, okay. That'll be great. See, we've already got next time's show done. Perfect. <laughs> Told you we do our best episodes when we, when we uh, got our back to the wall. <clears throat> yes. That's how I always did them. (laughs) Who has more fun than us? Nobody. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.